Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, we are back. Time to talk gopher football with head coach P.J. Flexer, who joins us right now. Hey, give us any news on Taylor Morgan. Boy, I hope he's okay. Well, I think he'll be okay. You know, I have not seen him this morning yet, though. But, uh, you know, I'm really proud of our, our trainers and really proud of our teammates who made him go down. Once they saw him, he was wobbly since um, the officials didn't stop it. But we didn't have any timeouts. We're telling him to go down. And I'm glad his players, you know, Muhammad or whoever the running back was, grabbed him, just kind of got him to go down on a knee because uh, that's a serious issue. And so um, that's what the spotters are for in, in, in college football. And that's also what, you know, for the officials are for to be able to see things like that. And we saw it telling him to go down, and he went down. And uh, I hope he's okay. So we just got to make sure that, uh, you know, take all the proper protocol as we continue to go through as he continues to move forward. Can you talk about your team staying in the game the whole way despite having such a tough start and so many drop balls and, and penalties? Well, we- yeah, we did. We did so many things that that was uncharacteristic of us, you know. And uh, you got to give Iowa a lot of credit; they're a really good football team. But uh, they played really good football, and probably one of their best of the year. And 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 we didn't. And that's what that's what happens when you play a really good team in a really good in a really hostile environment. We got down early, changed a little bit of how uh, you, you manage the game, and um, you know. But I was really proud of our players' response. You know, they were able to stay in the game, and as bad as we played. Uh, we still have a chance in the final two minutes to go win the game. So that's all I can ask for is their best. We did, It just wasn't our night. We didn't play our best. And uh, we're going to learn a lot from this, and we're going to be 0-0 zero and zero come this afternoon. But I was defense on, against the run tougher than you expected. Well, they're really good against the run, but we were down so fast. Uh, we were down 13 nothing, which completely changes the dynamics of the, of, of the game. And they were moving the, well, the ball well on offense, too. So we felt like we had to be able to get the ball in the air a little bit faster than maybe what we wanted it to be. Um, but, you know, we were able to execute on some big plays and obviously had some crucial drops. You had five big penalties for 68 yards. And the Hawkeye, they just had three for 16. That's something that hasn't happened all year. Well, I think the big thing to know is that, you know, I mean, we had, what, five penalties? I mean, everybody thinks that's a lot for us. Um, that is a lot for us. We're one of the least penalized teams in the country. Um, they came in really crucial instances, crucial circumstances of the game, and our players are going to learn from that. It, it, it's not what you do. It's how you do it and when those situations occur. You know, football is a game of situations. It's not just a game of plays, and uh, ours were in some critical situations. P.J., when you got flagged for running on the field in the Johnson situation, did you have any chance to plead your case, or was that, that flag out so fast? There wasn't any chance to – there wasn't a case to plead. Uh, the, Johnson dropped the ball, so no matter what, it's their ball, right? Because right. it was a dead ball foul, personal foul after the play. So he gets hit, they throw the foul, but it's Iowa's ball immediately. 
I see a player laying there not moving, which I always do. Look back my seven year, I run onto the field to make sure my player's okay. As I'm running out there, he starts getting up and that's okay. And then I just make sure he's okay. These are, these are my sons. Just like, uh, you know, when parents give these young men to me to raise them, I'm their parent and I'm never going to stop being their parent. I, I never knew there was a red light or a green light. Uh, I got a text from the Bill Carolla head of officials this morning, uh, basically saying that, you know, the, the head official said there was nothing necessarily that I did wrong, except that if you got out there too fast, uh, I wasn't running out there for anything else except to check on my player, which I've done my entire career. And I did to, to uh, Tyler Johnson earlier in the game. So I'm not sure uh, what that, like I said, why that was thrown, but it was thrown. Um, I understand it. I, they said I got out there too fast. But again, all that did was cost us 10 yards, you know, because it was half the distance to the goal for Iowa and their penalty. Our penalty or my penalty gave them plus 10 yards. So instead of from the minus seven, went to the 17 or something like that. So, um, but again, I'm not going to stop caring for my players. And when I see a player not moving on the ground, I'm, I want to be the first one there. I'm responsible for all these children, all these kids, all these student athletes. And if I see that, I, I, I'm, I didn't, no one's ever told me I can't. So that I just reacted how I normally react when I see somebody not moving on the field. What a great coaching job. They got 13 points in the first quarter, and then at halftime, you adjusted them completely. What did exactly do? Well, it wasn't very, it wasn't very hard. We just had to tackle uh, better. We did not tackle well defensively in the first half. We weren't playing aggressive. Uh, we were playing a little standoffish, in my opinion, just being able to feel the game out. In a game like that, you can't feel a game out. We didn't feel out Penn State. We attacked. And I felt like we kind of felt it out on defense a little bit. And uh, you got to give them credit because they can do multiple things. Their play-action game is very difficult to defend. Their stretch play is really difficult to defend. Um, and, again, I just thought our players, again, played hard, but we just didn't play up to the capability that we're capable of playing, and that 100% falls on me. P.J., if the news on Morgan has suggested to either camp players should be rested, where do you stand on the redshirt situation now with Kramer and Clark? Are they equal number of games up to this point? Yeah, uh, well, uh, Kramer would have a had two games on top oh, of right. Jacob. So uh, it just depends. We'll just see where everything's at. Uh, I think it's a little early to jump to conclusions right now about what would happen. We just got to be able to see where Tanner's at, obviously, today and as we go through the week. How about uh, Morgan passing for 368 yards? And how about you outgaining Iowa on their home field by 150 yards? Well, look, we, it, it, that's why stats really don't matter. If you look at it on paper, I mean, you think we'd possibly win the game, but we didn't. We made too many mistakes. We didn't do the blocking and the tackling better than they did the blocking and the tackling and the catching. Uh, we had too many drops. Uh, we had too many critical uh, penalties just in some really critical situations. Um, but, again, our, our teams fight and their courage and their strength and their culture, I mean, it exudes on the field. That's a really, really good football team and a really tough place to play. And as poorly as we played, which is my responsibility, we were still in the game and had an opportunity to win the game on the final drive. There was a lot of opportunities. That, that game was very difficult to manage uh, just based on our kicking situation of where we're at. Um, and then also based on where the scores were at, what was going on, how they were playing, the points they were putting up. It puts you in a different predicament in terms of, especially at the end of the half, making sure you get some type of points to go into the locker room and be down two scores instead of three. 
You know, PJ, you you mentioned the kicking situation. Any uh, update on on uh, when your kickers will be back to full health and when you might get Dunlop back on on the offensive line? Yeah, no update just yet. You know, uh, I'll find out a little bit more this afternoon. Any special players really be outstanding beside Morgan and the receiver? I'm sorry, say that again. Did you have any one or two players outside of Morgan and the receivers really play outstanding? Well, like I said, you know, I thought our receivers played really well, but when we put the film on today, there's going to be some crucial drops and big-time moments that we could have put points on the board and didn't have to settle for a field goal or going for it on fourth down. Um, you know, but I, I, I thought just when you kind of looked at us as a, as a whole, I thought there were some guys up front who played really hard. Um, you know, I thought our running backs ran hard. But, again, you got to give Iowa credit. They're a really good football team. They play tremendous defense, and they're one of the top ten defenses in the country for a reason. And we play back-to-back top ten defenses. And we've had one where we've executed at a really high level and won the game. And then there was one on this week that we didn't execute at the highest level. We executed, but didn't execute in our standards at a high level, and we lost the game. PJ, uh, the challenges of getting the team ready to play Northwestern, I know you're, you're one game at a time. What will you do differently this week, if, if anything, in preparation for that game in Evanston? Well, I don't think you do anything different at all. We're 0-0, zero and zero, you know, and we need to be able, just like we won the, the first nine games and learn from the first nine games, we are going to take this loss and we are going to squeeze all the juice from the orange, learn from it, do everything we can uh, to get better from it, and then go right back to work. That's all you know how to do. As coaches, that's all we know how to do is go right back to work. Uh, we need to emphasize a lot of other things. Um, but, I, again, I thought we had an outstanding week of practice. If you take four or five plays away, right, I mean, it's, it's a completely different ball game. But those four or five plays, those are the ones that cost you games. And we've had those go our way. And then this time we didn't have it go our way. But it takes nothing away from what this football team's accomplished this year. We still have a lot of season left to play. Um, you know, our only loss is by margin of four points at Kinnick Stadium against Iowa. Uh, you know, and we're going to find a way to get better from this. Uh, PJ, my last question, then Sid might want to wrap it up. Uh, end of the game situation, two-minute offense. How much latitude does your quarterback, I'll say Morgan because it's been Morgan essentially all year, have in, in spiking the ball or, or whatever uh, to go into that hurry up near the goal line? Uh, well, he's really getting the call from the sideline yeah. from us. Uh, we, we'll, we'll manage the game for him. He just looks over. We'll give him exactly what we want to be able to do. Um, but I thought we managed it really well. We gave ourselves four seconds. You know, if we don't get the touchdown, right, and we go for it, now we're down three scores going into halftime. There's a completely different mindset of a football team, in my opinion, when you're down three scores, okay? We needed something from that drive. We needed something. As, as bad as the first half as we played, we needed something positive to take into the locker room. And I felt the highest percentage of that was the three points. We got the three points. Now we're only down two scores. I felt like I could give them the message I needed to deliver to them with a two-score deficit. And if it was a three-score deficit, now all of a sudden you've done everything you can and you miss field goals. That'd be, you know, you miss field goals. You missed a touchdown. Now all of a sudden it's not only touchdowns that you've missed, it's, it's also field goals. And so what I wanted to be able to do was just get the easy points, give ourselves a manageable two-score deficit, get them in the locker room, settle them down, give them the message, and then they came out the first drive smoking like we wanted to and made it a one-possession game. Yep. Sid? What do you tell a team after a tough loss like that? Yeah. 
I just talked to my son, too, about this. I said, you win some and you lose some. Uh, there's times you don't play well and you're going to win. There's times you don't play well and you play a really good team and they're going to beat you. Uh, and I said in the press conference, we put our hand on the stove too many times. We lived in that 22% world. We talk about the 78%. When we win, we usually win the 78%. All year we have except for two games, and that was Fresno State and Georgia Southern. Well, when you play against a team like Iowa that's ranked and you fall in that 22%, we lost the 78% battle, you get beat. And so, again, it just continues to bring validation towards that 78%. you got to win the ball, the ball turnover margin. You've got to be able to have less missed tackles. We had way more missed tackles than Iowa did. They did a better job tackling. And then they had more explosive plays when you looked at it. And so when, when you look at all those things, you know, we didn't deserve to win the football game. With all that said, we had a chance to win the football game, but we just didn't deserve to do it. Our team will learn from it, put our oar back in the water, and uh, find a way to be hopefully 1-0 and against Northwestern. P.J., you can't say it. I can say it. That the fishing was terrible. So one-sided. was unbelievable. What a coaching job you've done. Unbelievable. And for appearing on this show, Murray's loves it when you, when you come in. And good luck. Let's pray that uh, Morgan is okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Roll the boat. Sky Mago Gophers. Okay, it's PJ Fleck. We'll be back with more sports right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.